0: This is CliffCentral.com. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com.
1: Welcome to the Fashion Lab show. My name is Lizzo Ogunbo-Regis for your host. And thank you for tuning into this lab once again. Now, last week we were touching base on the current affairs around everything happening in the fashion world with echoes from Europe with Francisca Marzilia, our fashion expert, and Edgy Benson, Our fashion expert from New York With his echoes from New York And this was really, really I hope that for those of you who tuned in You got to kind of um, get some information That can help you move ahead Um, Now before getting too deep Into today's uh, show We're definitely focusing this week On the next steps Towards moving your fashion business To the next level This is not the rule book It's not the Fifty Shades of Grey handbook This is just us basically saying Listen, (laughs) listen No, if you know what's better for you in Nigeria, they say just listen. If you know what's better for you, take what you want to take with you and, you know, and do what you want to do with it to be able to um, help enhance or develop your, 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 your brand uh, journey. Now, uh, a quick reminder for those of you who are tuned in for the first time i've got my favorite segment at the end of the show called who would you want to dress and why so feel free to share with us your who's and your why's because i call that the red glass of wine my gosh can someone please bring us that wine anyway the wine's coming at the end of the show we are um uh, keep your tweets coming we're on fashion lab af on twitter we are on fashion Lab africa fashion lab africa on facebook we are on fashion lab africa On Instagram, we would love to hear from you. Now, joining us on today's show is a very special guest. Like I said, he's a UK-based e-commerce expert with an experience of over 20 years working with some of the biggest global fashion brands, including your Harrods, LVMH, Estee Laudeur. And I will not go on. I'm going to just take a pause there. I don't want to uh, give you too much. But allow me to welcome our special guest to the show. Uh, His name is Lionel Mullen. And he's a brother, uh, above all of the things he's doing is also a brother. And I know for you who are listening, you're probably thinking everyone's my brother or my sister. This one is another brother, real brother. If you want to talk to him, talk to me direct. Lionel welcome to well, the thank show. You. <laughs> thank, what you. An intro. thank you. and Thank you Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Is that a good intro?
0: It's a fantastic intro. Do you know
1: what I find Lionel like most of the mm-hmm. times like I intro all of these beautiful guests and some of them I literally have to say hi was that a good intro and they're like <laughs> mm, and I'm like okay but for you only for you today. Yeah. I'm gonna put this thing I'm gonna cut it package it and then just send it to you so that when they ask you what your name is. All you need to do is just hit play
0: Boom And then if
1: they like my intro Also send them to me So that Mm -hmm. we can also smile to the back (laughs) Most (laughs) definitely Well welcome to the show And thank you so much for joining us Thanks for
0: inviting me And
1: congratulations on all of your achievements So Mm -hmm. far 20 years later You're still in the e-commerce space Playing um, heavy And obviously we're going to plug in And just also touch base On what you're doing Mm -hmm. And what you're working on Now I want to just go straight to The matters at hand Yeah before we normally start the show, before we go further, you're not exempt to it. Who are you wearing? and who, What are you wearing and who made your clothes? That's very Ooh. important. Everyone gets asked oh, that. It's not oh, just oh. you. As you can see, everybody yeah. and get Yes.
0: Yeah, that's a question. And great you can question. be
1: creative mm. if you want. Right.
0: You know. Who am I wearing right now? I'm wearing a combination of uh, Kos, COS. COS. Okay. It's a high street brand. Uh, it's part of H&M. Uh, I'm also wearing... So,
1: they want to know the pants? And oh, yeah, pants they, yeah that's you the want, that's that's like a Scottish style? Of course, starch, they, they can't see. They yes. to... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to tweet the picture. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So, I'm wearing COS uh, sweatpants. Uh, I'm wearing a white t-shirt v-neck, which is uh, M&S, uh, high street. Um, the trainers that I'm wearing are a very bright orange, pinky a uh, pair of Nike Air Force, not Air Force ones, but um, Air Max. It's
1: very nice.
0: Yeah, so a bit and of a you're combination. you
1: ca- comfortable.
0: Yeah, i feeling very comfortable. It's a Tuesday night, so... You know.
1: <laughs> Guys, it's so, it's, <laughs> in your real time, it is Thursday, 2 p.m. Central African time, don't be confused. Yeah. But yes, here we have to say it is actually about 12.35.
0: 12.35, <laughs> let's not make it in too La- specific.
1: In London. But,
0: but interestingly, I mean, my the, the clothes that I'm wearing it, is sometimes dependent on the day, the time, the mood. Like most people, you know. So, as long
1: as you're comfortable. And... I feel
0: very comfortable.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I always say feeling comfortable is one thing. Looking good while feeling mm-hmm. comfortable. Guys, don't ever say you're feeling comfortable and you look like you got hit by a bus. <laughs> we don't allow that. Just make sure that when you're you're, you're comfortable, you're mm-hmm. in trainers, you better be looking like yeah. you're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, welcome to the show again um, And I really am glad that I got to catch up with you yeah. And um, I know that, you know, we have been following Obviously on this show, as you would know We focus on dissecting the business behind fashion yeah. in Africa But at the same time, the conversations we have are actually spread so far Because at the end of the day, for us to be able to move in such a globalized world You want to kind of know what your neighbor's doing What your friend's yeah. doing on the other side of the street and that is why we're having this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I want to just qu- quickly just go straight into your work, especially from mm. an e-commerce perspective. How, do you, how would you say your work uh, affects fashion sales since you started playing in the e-commerce space?
0: Um, that's a very good question. Actually, I'm sure all your questions will, will be very good. Um, certainly with the, the work that I'm doing currently, it's working for larger companies. It feels as though we're, we're chasing customer expectations. And technology is is great, but what it's enabled people to do is it's given people access to things far quicker, far smoother than larger companies were familiar with being able to deliver. So what I mean by that is that um, people's expectations are for things to be fast, convenient and, you know, whatever else. And traditionally... Um, stores who um, or companies who have physical stores um, are not used to moving things that quickly necessarily. So in that case that it's it's balancing customer expectations which are growing exponentially versus working with businesses which are very slow moving and the 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 challenge really for fashion is that, um, you know, and in other industries as well, but in particular fashion let's say, is that and in particular fast fashion is that things got to be quick you know fashion moves so quickly things are based around seasonal trends seasonal trends you know come and go you've got um edits you have you know uh, very small kind of collections and, and whatever else how do you pick up on a trend which is in another country another continent and be able to respond to that very quickly it's it's very difficult working for larger companies where they have to project maybe a year, 18 months, two years down the line necessarily. How do you reflect that? How do you, how do you be able to, how can you respond to that? So what, so where my role sits is understanding what customers um, want, understanding the technologies that are available and how do we get those companies to be able to respond to those customer needs?
1: It's, it's amazing. Um, I think, um, I want to just first of all say you've been in this e commerce space for over just over 20 years, or just about mm-hmm. 20 years. First of all, can you just tell us how it's evolved? Because my thing is, mm. what's, everything's moving so fast. And, yeah. and when people say things are moving fast, even fast fashion <laughs> is faster than fast fashion last year yeah, or the yeah, year before. Yeah, yeah. And those yeah. are the, this is just, I think, the awareness or just the conversation that we need to have to just also, just from an information perspective, just mm. let those who are listening who are in the fashion business uh, space, whether you're a stakeholder, whether you're a manufacturer, whether mm. you're a brand, I'm sure this is good information. Those sure. who are just sitting, who love fashion, who are wondering what we are talking about, this is going to affect you as well. So yeah. I think for me, the biggest thing is to just, first of all, have you just share with us the evolution of...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Of just yeah. I, I
0: think that um, certainly one way of understanding that is think about your relationship to the web and to the internet. Um, think about how maybe 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, two years ago, what was your relationship to being able to um, access the web, access the information that you wanted, see the things that you wanted and and be able to um, respond to that? Uh, In particular with e-commerce, were you in a position to be able to to purchase the things that you want with the devices that uh, um, that you had access to? So whether that was a desktop computer, a laptop, a tablet, or a phone so if you think about now that everybody has access to the internet pretty much in their hands right here right now obviously depending on your network connection and you know whatever else but if you compare that to 20 years ago it may be that you would only have access to the internet if you're at work or if you went to an internet cafe or, or whatever else so on the one hand you've got the, the the access to technology has expanded um, very quickly um, across borders it means now that you got not just information about things in other countries in particular with fashion for instance it means now you're exposed to styles and trends much quicker than beforehand it may be that there was a trend that was happening in in New York you may not see it for 6 months you may not see it for a year or whatever else but now through something like Instagram or through, you know, maybe Facebook, you know, in the, in the past, but let's use Instagram as an example,
1: <laughs> you know. Lionel, are you saying Facebook is the village?
0: Cause I, call, <laughs> I call it the village, and to no offence, yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. but it
1: still works, but
0: It okay. still works, it yeah. still works. Uh, you know, it's the, whatever tool you want to use, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or, or otherwise, but using Instagram as an example, a trend that was popping, or well, that is popping right here, right now in New York, you can see that right here, right now in Nairobi. You can see that right here, right now in London or whatever else. And so I think that um, having um, connections with different people in different parts of the, the globe, whether that's through friends, family, or just by following people that you've heard of, you know, things like you know, YouTube and whatever else, it means that the access to information is pretty much instantaneous. That means then the access to trends is pretty much instantaneous. So the next logical step would be that if I can see that trend, if I can see that thing that's popping in in Nairobi or popping in Lagos or popping in Johannesburg, can I buy that? When can I have access to that? Where can I get that from? And so then it comes down to the the challenge that you see with um, fashion, for instance, which is arguably, uh, or one of them, one of the challenges is arguably logistics. How do you get that product from, yes, I can see that 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 thing is, is great and looks amazing. How do I get that from New York to Johannesburg right here, right now? And I say right here, right now, because people are used to with their experiences, maybe with Amazon or other online retailers, that if you want something, you can get it within a day, two days, a week, you know, tops a week feels late to some extent.
1: But that just takes us back to the consumer we're dealing with. Well, is that instant gratification yes. now or never? Mm, yeah, it, and,
0: absolutely. You know, and then that's and that's the thing. So if you think about when I first went to um, Kenya in 2012, um, people from London, people from the States, um, we may have thought that going to Kenya is like, oh, my God, it's going to be the Internet or, or access to technology <laughs> is going to be. 50 years behind what we've seen in the in in, in in the States or in the UK.
1: Oh my, did what, you guys really feel that way?
0: Well, of course, you that, that would be the perception. You know, first of all, you think that, you know, it's first world, third world, you know, so on and so on, blah, blah, blah. But what was interesting about my experience in, in Kenya in 2012 was that uh, mobile payments was maybe at least three, if not four years ahead of what it was in, in the UK. So the idea of actually was it M Pasa, I think it's called or or, or, or M something I don't remember, mm-hmm. at least anyway M Pesa so M Pesa there you go. So just the idea of actually tr- um, sending money between um, different uh, accounts via your mobile phone that was way ahead of what it is in the, the UK.
1: But let me just quickly just uh, help you understand. M-M-M-S-A mm-hmm. is not even, you don't need a bank account. No, it is. You need a phone.
0: You just need a phone, exactly. And then yeah. you go yeah. and,
1: and, re- and withdraw and Absolutely. you pay. Absolutely. And, and just to add mm-hmm. into that as well, not to catch mm-hmm. you, is when I went to, one, one of the times we were in Kenya, went mm-hmm. to visit family yep. or whatever, then we're like, okay, we want to go to Mombasa, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're like, we need to buy a ticket. Everyone's like, what's your M Pesa? Once you send us your number, we send it with that. We're like, yeah. I don't have M Pesa. <laughs> if I hear one more M Pesa. I'm going to shoot someone. I do not have. And everyone looks at you like you're crazy because you're crazy. if the airline ticket we had to mm. buy, my cousin had to use high M because I was like, okay, you know what? Do your M Pesa thing yeah. and then we'll pay it back. Yeah. So I'm just saying that I can imagine. And that was, you said you were in Kenya in 2012. That was, that was in
0: 2012.
1: Now imagine we're in 2017. Yeah, now
0: we're in Can 2017. And it's only happening. now in in in, um, in Europe, for instance.
1: Oh, you have embassy here?
0: Well, it's not called that, but it's the same principle. Okay. That you're just literally sending money from one telephone um, okay. a, account into somebody else's okay. telephone account. Okay. But I think that the the, the point there is that um, the way that um, what I saw in Kenya, and I'm sure it's the same in many other countries as well, is that there's been a huge leap. Um, in terms of payment, because logistics is one thing in terms of shipping the goods mm-hmm. is is uh, a challenge. storage, you know so on and so forth. shipping and, you know and so forth. but the other side of the the difficulty is um, is payment. how do you pay for those goods? you know what is the how do you transact with the person supplying the goods and the person who actually wants to purchase right there and then? So it's great having access to that information via Instagram, for instance. But how do you make that into commerce? How do you actually, how do you deliver that stuff? And how do you pay for it, you know?
1: So I want to just touch on, on that. And I'll say it to you, I think about three times I have opened up my online store and then closed, mm-hmm. just not closed it. I normally put it on a, on, on a bad hold. In fact, mm-hmm. what I'm doing, nobody should be doing. I don't think it's a good, good um, I don't think it's a good way to do it. But sometimes you have to take a pause and say, sure. Hold on. Mm. So, first challenge was... For the first time I opened my online store was... I would get... Uh, all of these people wanting to buy my product... Yeah. And I would get someone from Australia wanting to buy a bralette mm. that costs, say, like $50. Yeah. But shipping... To ship the $50 <laughs> bralette was $100. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean... That's yeah. $150. Mm-hmm. For one bralette that's $50 yeah. worth... And what they would start doing is return. So they would want mm. returns. Yeah. And then that's the worst thing because you're, you're dealing with, uh, there's also just the excitement and the fact that, okay, you feel like there's progress. You're mm. making sales, but at the end of the day, those sales are not, they actually translate to problems. Yeah. And then, uh, I decided to close. That was the first challenge. The mm. second challenge. And I'm, I'm talking be, uh, on, when I speak, I speak on behalf of a lot of brands yeah. who are, on the teething phase or other phases of this whole challenge Mm -hmm. when it comes to if you can't beat them join them but then Mm -hmm. when you join them you're still falling Ah! over on one yeah exactly (laughs) so the second thing was i think the biggest thing was for the second round was logistics yes straight up Mm -hmm. it's like who's the shipping people are late the who is late somebody's pissed someone wants their money back because they Mm -hmm. didn't That's a very Mm. big challenge. And I don't think it's just a challenge in Africa. I think it's a challenge across the board. board.
0: It's across the board. And
1: and the reason I think for me that also with Amazon being the retail giant right Mm. now, online retail giant or e-commerce retail giant, is because they are a logistics company. Yes. They have that. They've got that so covered that Mm -hmm. the if they were to break their legs like we do and we say, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is my teething face, mm-hmm. they'd probably break their legs sending Lisa's things maybe to John. But yeah. even that will not happen. <laughs> yeah. they, they've got yeah. it right. So my question to you, and I think this is also mm-hmm. a question, we've also just had like a tweet come in, um, someone's asking <laughs> the question. How is it, how do you, uh, because it's not, I don't think that people don't want to progress mm. in this game.
0: Yeah,
1: I think that a lot of brands want to progress but they don't know what to do. With what do you do when this happens?
0: Yeah.
1: Especially L- in the e-commerce. What's your advice, or what would you say, what would you propose in today today? This is twenty seventeen September twenty
0: seventeen. Hmm. Ooh, that is a very tough question because, as you pointed out, logistics is a very very um, it's very complex. Um, but what is very simple is that customer expectations are growing. They're expanding exponentially. And so because if they're used to dealing with um, large retailers who, because they have volume sales, they can subsidize the returns based on the volumes that they sell, Um, they can offer free returns. Those free returns may be focused on a particular market. But having said that, there is still this kind of a hook of like, you know, buy what you want, send it back. It's not a problem because they know that people will order three things but they'll maybe keep one that's just kind of that thing about um, fashion for instance um, that they'll buy maybe multiple sizes or multiple colors or just two or three different SKUs or two three. or three different items because they're not exactly sure what it is that they want they want to try them on and then be able to send them back um so it's,
1: is that what's happening?
0: Oh, that, that, that's, that's certainly what yeah, that's, that's certainly ah, what you see in large companies. Yeah, I so kind have, of
1: got that one late. I'm like, yeah. who does that? Because it's not me, but is that how it happens?
0: Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Absolutely. So, um, for instance, when I worked at, at Harrods, and it's the same also for LVMH, but, probably, but absolutely at Harrods, it was definitely a thing that, you know, we'd have to factor in that our, our sales... You know you you report on the immediate sales over the weekend oh, it's fantastic, but you also have to recognize that really a week later, maybe two weeks later, you really factor in the sales on that basis because of the, the idea that people do returns mm-hmm. um, So for instance, if somebody's purchasing for an event, they may know exactly what it is that they want. That's the perfect customer. Um, the other perfect customer because all customers are perfect. But the other perfect customer may buy two items or three items, but they're not sure which one do they want to keep. So <laughs> but, but why would you buy three? Like, if I, you okay, can maybe it.
1: we have different principles. If
0: you can afford it.
1: No, I think we just operate differently.
0: Well, I mean, it's just how some uh, some people shop.
1: Do you would you buy three of that shirt? Um, like Let me see.
0: No, probably not. No, but then I think then there's there's also this combination between. Uh, If customers have access to a bricks and mortar store, then they can physically, you know, try, they can see how something drops, they can hold it up to the light and everything else. I
1: understand, but I'm just going to say to you, the consumer who's buying three needs to go back to brick and mortar. They're not ready for (laughs) online. If you're ready, ready for online and you think you live in a digital world, (laughs) those who are listening, you better buy one black shirt and then go to the shop and and buy everything. (laughs) Go to the mall, take your trip to the mall or the shop or whatever, or the high street.
0: Yeah. yeah. But it but it's a it's a, again it's an interesting thing though because sometimes if you offer free returns then maybe that encourages people to multi purchase and then return. Do you see what I mean? No. You know. So what I'm saying no, is that I don't.
1: No. you know I I hear what you're saying. I just don't understand why anyone's buying three things to try mm-hmm. out and then go back you if You can are afford being it. a lazy person, No, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna get a return, you're getting a return anyway. Yeah, it, sure. it, it means you can It means you're still intending to buy one.
0: Yeah, but then if, if for instance you wanted to buy one outfit for an event, um, but you chose to buy three, you'd have to have enough money on your credit card or your debit card to buy the three. Even though you're going to get the money back, you're still going to reserve the funds on the card. So depending on who that customer is and what their income is, okay, you know, what their what their spending patterns are, you'd have to be able to afford to be able to purchase three up front. And well, depending to on the back. price of the De- Yeah, exactly, depending on right. the price yeah. of the products and you know, and so forth. So I think that um, there are certainly moving parts with e-commerce, but I think the key thing is really understanding your, your customer, Yeah, which is the same for any business. Um, But then, in in particular with your customers, really understanding what their intention is. Um, When I worked uh, in beauty, for instance, uh, it was quite an even split between people who would um, buy products based on replenishment. So you know you have a particular lipstick or a foundation or an eyeliner that you like, you're just gonna buy another one. You're Mm -hmm. just gonna repeat that purchase, Mm -hmm. so it's it's easy. Mm -hmm. There's no need for returns, it's not a problem. So that's your... Do they
1: return cosmetics?
0: well, you're not really supposed to, but people will try. No, but... No, you know, legally you should <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> But then it's, you know, you don't have to worry about those returns because people know what it is that they, they, that they want and they're going to repeat that purchase every month, two mm-hmm. months, three months, depending on how long the product lasts and so forth. But then you get some other customers and it could be the same person, but it could be that their mind's in, in a different space. And being in that different space now is that it's more exploratory. So I know the shade that I I like, I'm going to buy that one, but I want to try something else in addition to that. How do I, you know, how do I choose this other shade? How do I, you know, how do I go about that? So you can rely on a color swatch on the site, but ideally you'd want to be able to see it in context. You want to be able to see that person wearing that particular shade, for instance. And that's where it's so important for um, the photography on the site. So, or if it's something where, for instance, you're picking up on, I, again, using the example of Instagram, you may see somebody wearing a particular shade. Is that shade of what you're seeing in the photograph reflective of the shade or is it reflective of how the photo is taken? You know, so the more information you can get on what you're looking at in the photograph, it's much more, more
1: likely.
0: The more likely people, consume. yeah, exactly. But
1: let me tell ta- now we're mm-hmm. talking about that. Let's talk about... Um, I just also want to say I went through um, I was looking at sort of online stores mm. and I do this for my interest as well as a fashion brand mm. and then I do it also for information because I know that we need to share this conversation we need to have these conversations on fashion lab yeah. and we need to also just anyway so bottom line is I kept on finding this top 10 top 50 top so I was mm. looking at this online stores and I'm like I don't know I was like I know it was not wine but I was like I'm looking at these things I'm like what is it that's why are they on the top 50 uh i came across um on a platform called e-commerce mm-hmm. uh, according to Kathleen zorzini she had basically decided they have curated and decided these are the top 50 and again they obviously choose these uh sites based on the clean design the great mm-hmm. ux yeah. uh, whatever it is the creative products yeah but I look at these sites and I'm like, I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe because I'm not the e commerce expert or because mm-hmm. maybe I don't understand what it is. So, what I want you to do is to also maybe just share with us what are some of, let's just say from, from like maybe your top three, mm. what would you say are the top three for anyone who's thinking as a fashion brand who's thinking, gosh, I'm tired of this thing. I've tried it a few yeah. times, it's not working. Or what do I need to do differently to be able to get this mm. site really attracting the right people and also bringing yeah. that money? Mm. in, what would you say are your top three key things to consider right, when it comes to our presence online today? And I say today Mm -hmm. because what was fantastic four years ago, three years ago, two years ago is not fantastic anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Top things to consider is definitely uh, payment. How does somebody pay for it? You know, let's get straight to the money. (laughs) Start there and and work our way backwards. But So
1: when you say payment, do you mean the payment um, payment? options yeah payment so options. Meaning, exactly so what would you say is it is paypal has to be a guarantee what is it that has to be a guarantee I would Visa, s- obviously we know mm-hmm. yes yeah and mastercard
0: i think what? you know um certainly credit cards and debit cards but which know, that's ones great. you know
1: american express i'll give you an example mm-hmm. it's not a very american express may work in a, i don't know where it works because i just know that american express is one of those cards that mm-hmm. a lot of people can say easily Sorry, we don't accept American Express.
0: The reason why they don't like to accept it is because of the fees. Oh, is it high fees. Yeah, Yeah. so whoever's, uh, if you're the company, it's your your brand, it's your site, for instance. And if you accept um, American Express, for every transaction, you have to pay American Express to process that transaction. And the cost of processing that transaction for American Express is more expensive than Visa and with um, MasterCard. So, American Express is very popular in the US for one reason or another, but outside of the US it's a lot less popular just because of those fees, for instance. Mm. So, I think that considering credit card and debit card, um, it's certainly a standard in the US and it's a standard in most European company, uh, countries. But interestingly, if you market in Germany, for instance, or you have German customers, um, Germans culturally don't like credit cards. <laughs> 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 it's just their thing They don't like credit cards
1: What do they like?
0: They like um, bank transfers Like so EFTs? Pretty much Yeah So like much.
1: but so so, are you saying that If I was to set up an online So if the brand mm-hmm. who's listening to us right now Is trying yeah. to think Okay what are my payment options mm-hmm. should I have What are my five top or four top Whatever Yeah So Visa yes Mastercard yes mm-hmm. uh, say so. PayPal, I'd say PayPal Would you say
0: PayPal I would yes. say PayPal is a, is a really nice Um, balance between credit cards on the one hand and and the more kind of obscure kind of funky methods of payment Mm -hmm. like bank transfers Mm -hmm. for instance Mm
1: -hmm. and also i think also when we look at it from a demographic perspective mm -hmm. i feel like there's countries where so many things are limited to a point where paypal for sure surely Mm -hmm. if you have paypal you should be able to Mm -hmm. do that because a lot of places like i know like in sa for example yeah the F&B bank has a link to PayPal, so mm. once you have that, that once you're banking with them, then obviously automatically you can be able to. Because remember, there was a time where PayPal there was no banks in Africa doing. They were like, pay, who? pay You can pay us again, <laughs> you know? So I just think that yeah. the, the the because of the fact that again we're going to talk about touch on globalization just now mm-hmm. before we wrap up, but the fact that. You know, you're not just dealing with the UK, and you're not just dealing with so you're not just dealing with Europe and the yeah. US. There is a whole, whole world consuming exactly. the same it, thing. Exactly, you have all these people wanting the same product yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, so, and different countries have different habits and different, different priorities. I think, yeah. So I think that with your your brand, you know, you'd have to think about yes, it's global, but at the same time, who do you think your primary markets are? So if your primary market for reason. For, for whatever reason, for instance, might be Germany. I and mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. um, maybe less likely, but let's say, for instance, it was Germany, mm-hmm. then don't just rely on credit cards, for instance. You've got to think about what's what's applicable to the German market. And if you're dealing with, um, uh, in Kenya, for instance, maybe m is, is the way forward. Then that way, it is, it's it's much easier, much more convenient. It's boom, mm-hmm. you can go, you know. But
1: I'll tell you something. The reason mm-hmm. I asked you, and the reason I wanted you to also just show us mm-hmm. some key why we would have to narrow it down these days is because i'm telling you this globalization is here Mm. uh when you play in this industry today and i've always and i always encourage fashion industry pros who are in the game whether you're a brand whether you what, to try to find a way to expand especially brands why Mm. would you limit yourself to the corner of the street where you live when the truth of the matter is you've got the hands the world is in our hands like we can play it we can do what we want to do Mm -hmm. with it why would you limit yourself to a point where you're like, that's your corner? So, my thing mm-hmm. also is, unless you're trading only in Kenya mm-hmm. or in only in, I don't know, I'm sure Tanzania also has M I'm trying to think yeah. of which of the markets. If you're only playing in a place with M Pesa play, put your M on. Because also, exactly. I think, isn't yeah. it too, is it, is it, does it cost more from a design perspective or sort of, if you have someone working on your back end for you? Mm-hmm. Website or for your sorry for your e commerce, yeah. Um, does it cost more based on if you get more number of stores or I mean, not, not number of stores, number of ways to pay, or is it actually does it not matter? Because my thing is, don't you think narrowing it down to just making sure that we know for sure that the mm. PayPal, Visa, MasterCard, this that yeah, that has covered all the markets, yeah, and maybe M pesa too, I don't know, whatever, sure, just does it matter? It,
0: it depends on. Your your site, when it takes the payment, it's hooking up with another company. It's the other company that's gonna take the payments okay. on your behalf. So it depends on what, Part um, party the, yeah, um, what third parties, what they're offering, let's okay. say. So how you can cut third parties out, well, maybe not cut them out, but uh, you can have a separate personal relationship with PayPal. So it's going into your personal account, let's say. Or you can go through a, a third party that has PayPal, Credit cards, um, uh, debit cards, bank transfer, any other kind of methods of payment available. So I think that um, payment, for instance, is very important. Think about how you're going to get somebody to pay for this item. Because on the one hand, it's good for them to see it. But if they're not going to buy it, then what's your relationship with that customer? If they're just going to call you, then you have somebody has to be available to take that phone call somebody has to be available to take that email do you see what I mean so
1: so you feel like uh we may be also slacking um for people who are feeling like it's not working maybe that's something to also That's something to
0: consider yeah absolutely to make sure that all your
1: response email phones everything somebody's on the other end receiving moving Mm -hmm. responding quick yeah according to Lionel what makes an e-commerce platform the best to be able to sell mm-hmm. product to the highest yeah. level, maximize on your potential as a brand.
0: That was the first thing. Payment. The second one was, <clears throat> or is, uh, being very clear about what your um, your promises in terms of logistics. You know, don't overpromise. <laughs> you know, yeah, I can get it to you tomorrow. Two
1: to five days. <laughs> right. <laughs> two
0: be two very, <laughs> very clear about what you, what it is that you're offering somebody. Um, and so, you know, similar to the, the, the payment point, um, understanding who's your primary market. So if you're selling just internally in that market, then yes, you could offer, for instance, next day or two day delivery. But if you're thinking globally and internationally and whatever else, then obviously you have to kind of think a little bit broader than just that. And, maybe and,
1: also, and also maybe up, up, up up in your, your days so that if you yeah. know you're going to produce something mm-hmm. in two days maybe try to put it at yeah five days yeah. i'm just saying this because that's mm-hmm. my african trick honey no, no, i live no, no, in absolutely. africa we trade in absolutely. africa when you tell a yeah. client to, to when i say 10 days trust mm-hmm. me it's ready in four days because yeah. I, I need that contingency mm-hmm. and i need to save myself
0: yeah for sure. rather
1: you have a pleasant surprise receiving mm-hmm. something earlier
0: yeah
1: than like getting caught up with like
0: yeah. gosh Mm. So there's two two more things. I mm-hmm. least said three, but I'm going to give you four.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, <laughs> the third thing is um, is pricing, and what I mean by that is what is the price of your product? You know, and so I think that, and it's the same for artists across the board, whether it's fashion, music, art, you know, otherwise. On the one hand, if you're very creative and you're very expressive and able to produce things, that's great but think you need the business side of things also in terms of how do you price that particular product and you know linked you know to that um in harrods for instance we work with some brands that were very particular about the way that they price the same product in different markets Mm. so for instance working with um with vivian westwood um well, Harrods was just one website. It's harrods.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's say, for instance, you see a product and it costs, you know, a thousand pounds. But that thousand pound product was the same price irrespective of where it's being shipped. The shipping costs... I yes. You know, you, you pay an extra 25 pounds. Oh, so you
1: don't embed the shipping costs onto No, the-
0: they'll be separate. So there'd be a thousand pounds for the product, mm-hmm. 25 pounds to South Korea, five pounds to the UK. Um, however... Vivian Westwood, um, she wanted to say that or she said that in Japan that product is actually twelve hundred pounds.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah? Therefore it should be twelve hundred pounds. Yes, if you're if you're market.
0: picking a particular delivery destination, then you have to up the, the price of the product. And that's because we only have the one website.
1: So did, is that what you is that how you do it?
0: That's correct. Yeah. So the other way of doing it is that If you know, if you you and you'll see it with some websites. Yeah. It'll ask you which country are you in, or which country you're shipping to. They'll ask you that question first, and then give you the price of the products on the back of that necessarily, because it may be then that in terms of your pricing, you may have a universal price irrespective of where it's being sold, or you may decide that in this market, this is what I'm pitching it at, because in this market. This is the this is the expectation for luxury. This is the expectation for bespoke. Or this is the expectation for this type of product. It costs this much in this market. It costs that much in that market. So you really have to be, you know, quite clever about your your pricing.
1: Tell me, Lionel, do you see mm-hmm. a lot of brands uh, within the markets that obviously you focus on mm-hmm. migrating towards the e-commerce way of playing and trading, mm-hmm. or have you seen? What 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 do you see in where you are right now? And I say this because yeah. I'm based in Johannesburg and I can tell you what's happening in the continent right now. Uh, I know that Edgy can tell us what's happening in the US and Fran can tell us what's happening in Europe. But the truth of the matter is you're here now. Mm-hmm. What's happening here? Are people adapting? Are brands moving? Um, I mean, brands brands like are moving. You seem to have all the brands moving with you. I mean, yeah, like, well. Like <laughs> the level of, of the movement.
0: Mm-hmm. Brands are moving, um, but they they tend to be a combination of either moving slowly or they're not quite understanding how quickly customers are moving faster than they're actually moving. And what I mean by that is that, again, it's that point about customer expectations. And I think with some of the, the larger brands, some of the luxury brands in particular, they're resting on their laurels in terms of, oh, because we're Chloe, People will buy our stuff anyway. We don't need to have a website. We don't need to sell it online.
1: And are, are they seeing us? Are they oh, yeah, yeah. Some
0: some at... brands are like, we don't sell online.
1: And, uh, but how, how are yeah, they...
0: Exactly. It's literally one. You know, so, so for a customer to actually be able to purchase those products, they have to go into a store.
1: But what if they don't leave there? What about the market that they're not tapping into because Exactly.
0: Of... Yeah. But that's bearing in okay. mind that some companies... <laughs> their um, their bottom lines are...
1: Uh, Covered already? Yeah,
0: they're, they're doing who's, very who's well. But who's
1: big enough to be big enough? When is big enough big enough?
0: Well, when your ego is big enough, you're okay, big enough. Okay,
1: cool. That's yeah, nice. that's...
0: <laughs> that's some, what
1: it, someone write that down.
0: <laughs> I think that's what it boils down to. And it's... What, what was interesting about my time at LVMH, for instance, was that um, some of the LVMH brands um, didn't like online... Mm-hmm. Because they wanted the experience of, they wanted their products to be consumed within an experience, mm-hmm. which is in a physical store. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about, I make these shoes or I make mm-hmm. these trousers, so therefore mm-hmm. you're going to buy them. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a transaction in that sense. They wanted the, the transaction to be part of a, part of theater. Mm-hmm. So you're purchasing the product, but you're experiencing the products actually being in the store at the same time.
1: Let me, I want to come to you now because Mm -hmm. we are talking about this and because of the fact that online or digital is a new black or whatever you want to call (laughs) it, it's not going anywhere and it's only getting more intense. Mm -hmm. Now I want to talk about, just touch on, and I know that we are basically running out of time, but I want to, I have to touch on this. Um, Let's talk about the virtual experience That's what I mm. want to talk about On an article by Matt Egan Around the brick and mortar industry Wall Street bets that Amazon will doom Department stores and retailers And obviously they think the worst is yet to come For, from, for traditional yeah. retailers Now how do you see E-commerce affecting brick and mortar But on the same note Let's talk about the virtual experience Because this cr- Experiences that we have to create Online is no longer just you don't just go online and say I landed on a WWW. Mm. What did you do? how did you I mean there's got to be an experience that now we are yeah. creating online and that mm. means that gone are the days of landing page by mm. that's I mean like who wants to just land mm. by? I mean what yeah. what are so forget about that and because I'm saying there's gotta there will be a time where even the Louis Vuitton and the whoever it is and whoever it is and whichever other brand that's feeling that mm-hmm. they still want to keep the experience, uh, you know, on the ground. Yeah. Not everyone can come to your ground. Not everyone no. live in your area. Please. Mm. Sorry. So yeah. how do you, what, what is your advice or what's your two cents around the, creating that virtual experience online mm. and where you see the future for the traditional retail fashion industry? Mm. on a brick and mortar yeah
0: it's a tough one I think that um, you know without sounding too dramatic I think part of that is a generational shift um, for those generations who are used to physically going shopping and deciding with their friends let's go to this street this mall this place to go shopping in it and experience it in that way um, where the internet has kind of crept and grown and grown and grown and crept up and, and has expanded, for them, it would take a long time, if, if probably never, that uh, online would be their only source of purchasing products. If you contrast that with some people who, um, if you're 20 years old right now, you've only ever experienced the internet. You've only ever experienced shopping online or, or whatever else. So I think that although, yes, people physically go shopping and there is and there is a benefit of actually meeting up with your friends. Let's meet up and head down the road and go to the, the Not store. Not us say, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Right. There's so, no time. <laughs> There's no time. Someone deliver everything. Right.
0: Yeah. So I think that um, it's understanding what people's intentions are, what their expectations are. And I think that with this. There's still a need for people to meet up and go shopping or even just to do it by themselves, let's say. Do they have to physically go into a store for older people? Probably. Yes, there is still that need for younger people. And again, I don't want to make it too dramatic, you know, young, old or whatever else. But for younger people who have only ever experienced the, the web, you know, who or, or have only ever experienced um, Instagram being a thing, you know, Twitter being a thing or whatever else augmented reality um and things like that for instance that will be their reality that's not to say that i think that stores will disappear i think there's still a a space for stores you
1: think but i think
0: with those what's the
1: name of the street please tell me
0: what am i (laughs) saying? yeah good point i'm playing i'm playing i'm not
1: i'm not playing but i'm playing because we actually had this conversation we tried to have this conversation earlier and i was like but just Hold up.
0: I think there's still a space for stores, but what the stores mean in their relationship with younger people will be different than what it is for older people where the web either didn't exist was it then then it existed but it existed in a parallel kind of space. But now to try to make it omnichannel, to try and make it a, a unified experience, um, yeah. Those things are changing.
1: I see. For me, I feel like, because I'm very fascinated about, and fascinated, excitable, Mm. I love technology, I love how we can move forward, I love the idea of the virtual experience and how to create it. I'm even thinking, God, if I'm now relaunching this online store, Mm. how am I going to do it? And what are we going to do? I personally would love to be able to walk into an online shop, see myself walking, Mm. put on the red dress, do a little twirl 360, Mm -hmm get yeah. a little glass of wine in there. Well, I don't yeah. know how this is going to happen. I mean,
0: oh, the, you're, oh these things and these things are happening right now. So, for instance, in beauty, there's a thing called um, Face. I think I've heard it
1: in you know. L'Oreal. Or yeah, well, the, um,
0: Sephora, they use it, the Sephora you know, it. it's um, Estée Lauder. They use it. Okay. And I mean, arguably, this is in um, this is in beauty. So it's not quite the same as fashion, but I think it's you know it's it's still, it's still kind of you know it, it, there's a spillover. But for those who don't know what bodyface Face is, essentially what it is is that you upload a photo or you take a, a, a photograph of yourself right there and then, and through augmented reality, it superimposes whatever beauty products that you want to uh, choose and how, so, look on you. and how it's going to look on you. Mm-hmm. So, um, for instance, uh, using lipstick as an example, then you upload your photo, you pick your color swatches. And then it will give you um, a slideshow of the different shades based on that photograph, superimposing um, those colors.
1: And then what's gonna happen, like after the dress? After I can wear my, because for me these mm. are the things I dream about. I'm like, yeah. After I can wear my dress as a fashion consumer, after mm-hmm. I can wear that dress, it's red. Mm-hmm. Throw on my heels. What? What? What's next? What's the next thing after that that's going to heighten our senses?
0: And the next thing after this then is that what ModiFace has shown, uh, and it is actually very successful. What it's shown is that um, there's certainly the the the, the need has always been there to kind of experience something virtually and to
1: also experience yourself.
0: Yeah, to experience yourself. But the ModiFace (laughs) thing is is a is a a flat, two D, photograph. The next thing would be exactly what you said a minute ago, whereby if you have a video of you walking, there's a video of you from head to toe, then superimposing the clothes on you. Because I think that the thing about the physical store or having uh, the items that we mentioned returns is that it's one thing to see a, a beautiful you know, product, a beautiful dress, a beautiful pair of shoes and whatever else, but there's just something about seeing it in motion. How does it how does it drop? How does it how does it look under the, the natural light or even artificial light? Mm. So I think that if you're and, and I don't think it's too far too far down the line, uh, especially with the new iPhones and you know Face ID and everything else. But um, if you're able to film yourself in some way, shape or form, being able to superimpose those clothes on you, so you can do your own catwalk, you can see yourself walking in those clothes because when you're stationary, the clothes may look fantastic. Once you start moving, it's like, well, I don't really like the way it flows. Mm. I don't really like the way the fabric kind of feels, you know, in that sense. Um, I think certainly beyond shooting yourself um, walking down a catwalk would be some kind of sensory experience. That's something that would be difficult uh, on the current phones, for instance. But just a way to kind of get a feeling of what that fabric feels like on your skin. Because... Seeing the motion is one thing, but feeling it is something else. And obviously being a purveyor of, of fantastic clothes, and fantastic fabrics, there's something about when you touch it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also when you smell it, just, mm-hmm. just something about that. So true. I think that those are. the Are we gonna next...
1: smell things? Anyway, you know what, Lana, <laughs> it's really been great chatting with you. I know that we can sit here and talk again and again, and all day and all night long again, but I just have to thank you for your time. Now I wanna find out one more thing. Mm. What can we expect from Lionel Mullen in the next, say, what are you doing? What are you working mm. on? What can we expect from you? What do you want to, what do you feel you, what do you feel you, is your responsibility within this value, fashion value chain? What do you want to Ooh. do on your own now? To be yeah, to yeah, really it's a good um,
0: uh, For me, what I'm excited about is tapping into customer expectations, but also helping to shape. Um, and shape those experiences You know Shape what those expect, expectations are Because certainly at LVMH What they realise is that um, For champagne Because for, obviously LVMH is fashion But also uh, drinks as well What they recognise is that Champagne and cognac Is Is very popular for older generations But isn't as popular for younger generations So Although they still make uh, a huge amount of money selling those products what they recognize is that for younger people who either drink less or if they do drink they drink gin or they drink craft beers or, or, or whatever else prosecco uh, and another thing um, is how do you tap into this this new audience how do you tap into um, consumers who are less worried about maybe owning something but more experienced in something and how do you relate that to fashion? Because obviously fashion is about purchasing and keeping and owning. Is there a space to, uh, to rent clothes? You know, yes, there's a huge secondary market, but is there a space to get hold of people's experiences whereby they, uh, are less worried about owning, permanently owning something, but just temporarily experiencing something? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, how do you tap into that? So yeah, wow. a few things.
1: Lana, you just like, uh, it's been amazing I can't even believe That I'm still talking To you Someone <laughs> Please Come talk to me Someone else Anyway um, Congratulations In everything mm, That you, thank you Have achieved And I wish you All the best And I wish everything. you
0: All the best the, yeah, Thank Your you. listeners thank you. And the other contributors Thank as well. you
1: How yeah. can our listeners Get in touch with you If they wanted to get in touch
0: with um, Tweet the show Go to the website Go to Instagram Facebook
1: for Lionel.
0: Uh, well go to the show you just you can just give me a shout.
1: Okay guys we'll give you you cannot it's not it's a very private thing you know. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't be sending him different types of messages <laughs> but anyway I mean he's here uh you will log on you can log on to fashionlabafrica.com where we hold it down uh and um, you can connect with us we are info at fashionlabafrica.com. uh that's where You can also connect with us if you'd like to get more information about what Lionel's doing or get in contact with him and all of that. But I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show. We uh, would love to hear from you, obviously. Uh, Like I said earlier, we are on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We are on Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, we would love to hear from you. I also want to just share, I mean, just want to um, remind you that, you know, if you have any topics or any conversations or any subject matters that you think uh, would be worth dissecting on the fashion lab here in Africa, please feel free to reach out to us. Let us know what it is, who it is, whatever it is. And let's just bring it to the table and dissect it. Otherwise, it's always, always nice. Now, before we leave, before we wrap up this show, remember, it is that time of the day. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I know you got that. So it's that time of the day, it's the red wine. Yes, I know you heard all of that. And who would you want to dress and why? Ting-ling-ling-ling. Ling, ling. So I'm going to start with you, Lionel. Ooh. Who would you want to dress and why? This is our last segment. Remember when ah, we started yes, the show? Yes, yes, absolutely. We said that we were going to have the last segment, which is my favorite. This is always my favorite part mm. of the show. Uh, it's called, who would you want to dress and why? Right. So who would you want to dress and why, given the chance?
0: Ah, interesting. I would love to dress. Um, there's a, a UK actor named Chiwetel IG4 I would love to dress him. Why? Yeah. The reason why I say what uh, the reason why I picked him is that I think with he's a fantastic actor, but I, I mostly see him when he's acting, and I don't necessarily see him a lot when he's <laughs> relaxing. So, in ter- if you ask me, what was Chiwetel's style? You I wouldn't would really know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. He's been in this film, that film, this film, that. I've seen so many looks, but I don't necessarily know what his style is necessarily. So I would love to dress him in the way that I think might be suitable for a particular event, for a particular, you know, uh, show or, or whatever else. So, um, yeah, to for It's beautiful.
1: Lionel, thank you so much for joining us. Now, me today, I want to dress... I think I want to dress Lionel
0: <laughs> yeah. today,
1: just because I'm speaking to yeah, Lionel. This. Lionel, you're <laughs> very um, you're, you're, the conversation with you has been very empowering, very very informative. I'm very empowered and very informed. And I hope that for the, the rest of the listeners, I hope that you feel the same way. Mm. I want to dress you in one of my Liz Ogumbo men's shirts. It's not mm. many. I only have three styles, but you see Nick rocking mm. very colorful ones. Mm-hmm. So I would want to dress you in one of those. Um, otherwise, I think that that, that is who I want to dress today. Mm. But for those of you who are tuned into the show, thank you for joining us. And uh, just make sure that you sit down and... Um, on français, in French, you say réfléchir. So sit down and think about where you're going, your journey. What's the current affairs or what's the temperature or the climate right now when it comes to the fashion industry And make sure that you can, I hope that you can get some tips from today's conversation and um, apply them in your businesses. All the best. Until next week, it is peace and love.
0: Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. This is CliffCentral.com.